Welcome to the Chapter 49 podcast. Today is February the 11th. It's a Friday. We once again close out a week with one of our, at least a work week, with one of our podcasts. Uh, I am Larry Lannon. I'm a retiree, and I do volunteer work for Chapter 49 in the area of communications. Chapter 49 represents most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. And as usual, joining us for the podcast, our Chapter 49 president, Duncan Giles. So, Duncan, last week, you had to do uh, the, the podcast from your home rather than the office. You're back in the office today. So uh, when I introduced you last week, I did say you were unfazed by the weather. Now, I understand that that assertion has been challenged by some high NTEU officials. So are you phased or not? I am unfazed by the weather. And, you know, I understand that the person who sent me that comment in, you know, joking is used to being a dusting of the ground in D.C. and the whole city shuts down. So, you know, I understand that, you know, they're phased a little bit more by the weather than we are. But, yeah, we were actually shut down here in the uh, in most of Indiana for Wednesday, Thursday and Friday uh, just to get all the snow and ice cleared off so the roads could be, um, you know, passable. But, yeah, it, it was um, it was a fun jab to me that somebody in the D.C. metro area was making fun of a weather closure. I have uh, spent some time in D.C., and it, in some ways, not every way, but in some ways, it's almost like an old southern city. Like snow? It's going to snow? I know that there was one, I think it was the John Kennedy uh, presidential inauguration. They had a pretty major snowstorm, like the night before. They had to call in the military to clear off the parade route. <laughs> so D.C. Well, I can is... tell you, I've been, I've been in D.C. when it's been closed down and literally... Uh, we were still having our meetings, and so I we walked a mile, about a mile to the office, and it was snow. The streets were snow covered, and there was no traffic on them whatsoever because everybody was shut down, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's you know, in that part of the country, it's like snow is 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 not as a, a, a usual thing as my mother used to tell me a story about Indianapolis from years gone by. I think this goes back to the fifties. Uh, some member of the media, some newspaper reporter asked the mayor at that time of Indianapolis, uh, why don't we have more equipment to clear off the snow? And his answer was, well, we are not in the snow belt, which is technically true. But of course, <laughs> as you know, the next week we had a gigantic snowstorm <laughs> and the man was not reelected. So, mm -hmm. you know, you pay a price sometimes if you don't pay. And, and Indianapolis has changed a lot from when I was a kid. There was kind of an attitude of wait for it to melt. Well, I'll just sit yep. around until, and I think uh, Indianapolis is a city. And where I live in Fishers, uh, it, they realize that commerce and just the ability to get around is very important. So fighting the snow and getting the streets cleared off and so forth uh, is a much bigger deal than it used to be. So now that we have most of the streets cleared off, and at least as we speak today, there are no big snowstorms scheduled for the area, let's talk about the issues of the day. And I am not at all surprised IRS has come up with a new acronym, RTO. Now, those of you who are from a certain age group will think of Speedwagon after that. But no, this is not RTO Speedwagon. This is Return to Office. And actually, it's not a bad thing because it's almost a recognition 
by the IRS management that a lot of people are and have been working in offices for a very long time. And now just the people who have not been regularly working in an office will be returning to those offices. Um, We are starting to get some signals from the management that they may be ready to talk to NTEU about uh, bargaining over a return to the office. So uh, tell me your your thoughts, your views, how you're reading the tea leaves on this. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting where, you know, the IRS management tells NTU National, well, we don't have a definite date that we're ready to, you know, talk about for a return to the office, RTO. Um, and then, but in the next, next, you know, view, it's like, but we're going to want to talk about, you know, negotiating this pretty soon. Well, okay, you if you don't have a definite date in mind, then... Why are you ready to negotiate it already? Um, you know, and I get asked from a lot of people from the Beltway what I'm hearing. So, I mean, there's still a lot of information going back and forth. It's not going to be, I don't believe it's going to be earlier than the end of March. Now, how far past that is anybody's guess. But they, again, the IRS is committed to give uh, employees 30 days notice. So we know it's not going to be mid-March because They'd have to give that right after Valentine's Day. So I don't believe that is coming. Um, that that would be a sweetheart of a gift, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I know. Bad dad, bad dad pun. Yeah, do you have a uh, heart or not? That's the question. Exactly. Um, yeah, they've got – I'm not going to do that joke. Um, I'm going to let that go. And I want it noted for the record for my girlfriend and my daughter, I let something go. Um, a smart aleck remark, but I think no, but I, I, now, you, now you're going to have to tell us. Oh no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's PG 13 to R rated compared. All right. We'll involving pass. with a heart. So I'm letting it go. We'll pass that by then. All right. Um, no, it's one of those things where I do think that it is coming. Um, and it is going to absolutely be on management to ensure, absolutely ensure that there is still adherence to social distancing and that mask wearing is enforced because, you know, those two edicts are still out there. You're still supposed to be socially distanced. You're still supposed to be wearing a mask in uh, federal buildings. So they'd better come up with a plan when they're talking about this that they're going to be able to enforce. It's not up to the employees to enforce it. Management wants us back in these buildings they're going to have to enforce this, and that's not going to be an easy thing to do. Speaking of Indiana particularly, do we have enough space in the offices to space people out that way? Okay, Larry, you're starting to use logic. I know you've been <laughs> retired from the federal government for quite a while, uh. but, you know, don't be doing that. Yeah, I, I think with telework and if they schedule everything correctly, and again, that I'm sure will go with no flaws whatsoever. But if they schedule everything correctly, it can be done. Now, in certain circumstances where they're doing desk sharing, there may need to be extra cleaning supplies, things of that nature uh, that should already be there. And FMSS, at least in our area, has done a great job in taking care of that kind of stuff. Um, But I I think that they're going to have to be extremely mindful of that. As you mentioned before, I I try to do updates on our Facebook page. For those who haven't signed up, we have hundreds of people already signed up for it. 
Uh, you can sign up uh, to get the updates on your Facebook news feed. Just go to uh, Facebook and, and uh, you, all you have to do is search under NTEU Chapter 49, Indiana. And as a result of that, I look at a lot of news articles related to the federal workforce. And I have been reading a lot lately about the Social Security Administration, which is kind of the first out big agency to start this return to office process. Now, their largest union is the American Federation of Government Employees, AFGE. But NTEU does have a, a portion of the Social Security workforce that we represent. And I don't, I've been reading that there's an awful lot of controversy already there within the SSA workforce and, and the management about how they are working on their return to office. What that tells me is this is no simple process. It really isn't. And it's going to be complicated and it's going to be tough, but it's got to be done right. Because I can tell you uh, from national NTU standpoint, from the majority of executives I know and managers, and certainly from all the chapter leaders that I know, especially in Chapter 49, employee safety and health is going to be at the forefront. So if you can't fix that, if you can't do that correctly, you can take your RTO and stick it up your, you know. Your speed wagon. There you go. Very nicely done. <laughs> Don't ask me how I came up with that. I only get one or two a, a week. So help, you know, give me a break. So anyway, so what we have now is this RTO, and I think we, what we're trying to say to everyone is that we've been saying for weeks on this podcast that there's no date, there's no date, there's no date, and that's what we, NTU National, has been hearing from the management. We keep asking the question, get the same answer. That question was asked at a recent meeting right before this podcast, and the answer that came back was a little different. Yeah, we want to start talking to you, which indicates not that in uh, the, the IRS management has a specific date, but they're looking at, at dates now. So I, I, would that be the most accurate way to describe the situation as I of today? I think so. As, as Omicron is burning through uh, and has burned through the vast majority of the United States, we're not seeing other variants come up. Uh, at, this, at this particular moment that we're uh, you know, taping this, um, I think that they are starting to take a look at, okay, when can we do this safely? And I'm sure they're consulting with the safer workforce um, and with other health experts to make sure that it is done right, because we don't want to end up with what's happening over at Social Security, which is a whole lot of pushback because it's not being done correctly. Let's move on to another issue. And we've talked about this the last several weeks of the millions, anywhere from six to nine million, pick your million number of paper cases. This would be adjustments. They would be amended returns. Even some original paper filed returns are in that huge inventory at the service centers, in these campus areas. So the service has come up with a plan to do a surge of 1,200 people to accounts management. Now, you've been keeping me in the loop about some of, of, of uh, what's going on there, and it is amazing how the management has decided that, that they want to do this, but it's, it's also not surprising, sadly, that there's not a lot of detail about how the management's going to go about bringing people in. Are you going to detail people to the telephones and have telephone people's go, people go to adjustments? Are we going to have people just go to adjustments uh, because we're in a time of year when the telephone demand is very high? So I understand the management's juggling 
scarce resources here to try to take care of a particular problem. But tell me your take on how this is going right now. It is a cluster bleep uh, so far to start with. You know, IRS has declared this as an emergency. And I absolutely understand that we have many millions of documents, including a ton of tax returns that are sitting there unprocessed. So they're saying, okay, we need a surge of people who have been in accounts management the last two years because we're going to bring these people back at least through the end of the fiscal year and possibly longer to, uh, you know, help reduce this. Okay, are they going to be working phones or are they going to be working correspondence? Uh Uh-huh. No, no, no. We need a clearer answer than uh uh-huh. Because many of these people have left accounts management because being on the phones, all the IRS jobs are tough. There isn't an easy job in the IRS. There just isn't. But being on the phone, as I like to call it, being connected to that umbilical cord, especially with taxpayers who are yelling and shouting at you once you give them your name and badge number because they are frustrated. They can't get information. They've been they've had trouble getting through. It's taken them 45 minutes on hold just to talk to you. So they're at their boiling point before you even start. A lot of people have gone to different jobs to try and get away from that and including downgrades to other jobs because they just can't handle it. But yet the IRS and specifically W&I is treating them almost like widgets. People are not freaking widgets. That's, that's the message that has to be understood by those above. They're not freaking widgets. They're people, they're issues. Everybody has individual issues, reasons why they left. Everybody wants to help out in this. That's that's not an issue. Everybody wants to. Everybody that I've talked to wants to help out and reduce this. But how they're going about it. Are they going to take these people who used to be on the phones and put them back on the phones? If they're doing that, is this like a one-to-one conversion that they're taking somebody who is in the service center that is on the phones and going to put them exclusively on paper? We don't know. They haven't shared that. This was so interestingly rolled out. Apparently, they went, W&I went to the commissioner about this, laid it all out. The commissioner made this decision and then told the other business units. The other business units who are losing these employees for the rest of the fiscal year at least, we're given no say in this. We're not told you know why this is happening how it's going to be done just like okay whether you're ci whether you're in sbse lbni you know whatever division they're pulling from appeals we're taking these people and you're not getting them back for the rest of the year so your program's done so we can concentrate on this we can concentrate on getting the paper inventory down how are these 1200 people including some who will have absolute hardships who should be able to remain in the positions they're at if they have legitimate hardships. And even that hasn't been explained. That'll be done on a case-by-case basis. Who's deciding that? Their current manager in the division they're at? The manager they're going to be assigned to in accounts management? We don't know. Are they going to be doing phone work? Are they going to be doing correspondence work? How much retraining are people going to get? Depends on how long they've been gone from the phones. It's, you know, it's not something you can pick up just like that. So there are a lot of unanswered questions. 
IRS has not yet been able to provide these answers, and they need to pronto. I understand it's an emergency situation. I understand there's all, millions of documents that have to be taken care of. I get all that. Well, National NTU gets all that. The employees get all that. But they need answers. And IRS, and specifically WNI Accounts Management, is going to have to provide them right now. You know, something just occurred to me now. This is very dangerous. An old retired guy has something just come to him now, so bear with me. But some of these people will be going from one job to another. And in some cases, not all, but in some cases, the critical elements will be different. How will this impact their annual appraisal? And that's one of the questions that National NTU has asked. National NTU has been all over this. And I've been asking questions of my folks that I deal with in W&I and accounts management up and down the line. And there are a lot of unanswered questions. How much training? How is this going to impact their appraisals? You know, is it going to be good for them, bad for them? Um, you know, if it's going to negatively impact their appraisals, you know, there's going to be an issue there. How much training did they get? If they are uh, have moved for a job and there is an accounts management location close to them, how is that going to be handled? Well, right now, everything's done remotely because we're under the evacuation order. That's great. So you're telling me the evacuation order is going to last until the end of the fiscal year when these people are detailed? Wait, it's probably not. Then how are we going to deal with these people? How is this going to be done? And there is just no answers yet. And that's incredibly frustrating to everybody that's involved. Well, and uh, we'll be watching this very closely, and we'll be updating you on this podcast as we get more information. But there are at least a few people in Indiana being impacted by this, and I know, Duncan, you've been talking to some of them. Yes, I have. And, you know, they've brought me legitimate concerns on why they, you know, got away from accounts management, why they don't want to do this work anymore, why they can't do this work anymore. And I totally understand that and have been advising them on, what we do know on, you know, let's let's try this to get them the information on a possible hardship because there are no forms, there has been no advice. So we're, we're working through this right now. And we'll get information out to people as soon as we have it. National NTU is pushing very, very hard on this. And we'll get information out as soon as we get it. The... Uh... Court of Appeals down that serves Texas has um, issued a ruling, and this was a surprise to our attorneys. Just to give the background, uh, as you may recall, the uh, Biden administration issued a vaccination mandate for federal employees. It was challenged in the courts. One federal district judge in Texas issued a ruling that he said would be uh, implemented throughout the entire nation, saying that this was was should, uh, legally was had no legal foundation, and he basically put a stay on it. Our attorneys felt that when the Biden administration went to the appeals court, which they immediately did, that the appeals court would lift that stay. Well, that hasn't happened. Now, I don't again. I'm not an attorney, and I don't play one on a podcast, but I do know that when you go to a federal appeals court, uh, it's first heard by a normally a three-judge panel. And in this case, the, the appeal that the Biden administration made to lift the stay on this vaccination mandate was uh, the, the emergency was heard by three judges. It was a two-to-one decision. The judges decided to leave the stay on until they can get more arguments in. Um, 
my understanding is now the Biden administration has two choice, well, three choices. Really, one they could just wait until this three-judge panel makes a decision. Whenever that happens, they could also ask that the entire appeals court hear the case rather than just those three judges. Another option would be going straight to the United States Supreme Court. So there's a lot of un- there's many unanswered questions about where this will go from here. But the bottom line, Duncan, is that that vaccination mandate for federal employees remains in abeyance. It is still paused. Yeah, right now there can be no discipline for folks who have not gotten the vaccination. And, you know, in reading the dissenting opinion of the one judge out of the three that you mentioned, um, it was quite clear that he was incredulous that the other two were ignoring, you know, over 100 years of case law on this uh, and basically just throwing out, um, you know, their opinions instead of settled case law, which is what I'm sure that our attorneys at National NTU were going by. And let's be clear, none of us like the mandate. We don't like the mandate, but it, is it legal or not legal? In my research and my discussion with attorneys, um, you know, it's been the settled case law. There just has not been an option for this until you get people that are making up um, their decision on things that looks like to a layperson and attorneys alike that it's not based on settled case law. So at this point, we have to wait and see. We're, we're going to have to wait and see what the Biden administration does. We have no idea what they'll do. This is not an NTU issue. Um, this is something we want to make sure that the health and safety of all employees is taken into consideration. And um, me personally, and I'm sure NTU National, urges all employees to be vaccinated and get boosted just to protect themselves, their family, and their coworkers. But as of right now, there is no, uh, as of this moment, there is no mandate to, for federal employees to be vaccinated to keep their jobs. That has been in, held in abeyance. And they're staying that for the moment until this situation gets settled in the courts. And that, that is an important distinction you just made. NTEU's attorneys are not involved in this case. The NTEU attorneys are simply trying to figure out what comes next because any decision by the courts would impact our representation of employees we represent uh, in the various agencies, including IRS. So that's why uh, NTU attorneys are watching this closely, and it's the Biden administration and the Justice Department, it's those attorneys that are filing these appeals. So, I mean, we NTU's involvement simply is understanding what's happening, so that will impact how NTU will or will not be able to represent employees on this issue. So we're just watching it for that reason. We'll continue to keep an eye on it. We'll uh, update our Facebook page, and, of course, we'll talk about it in our next podcast as well if there's anything new to say. Right. Moving on, um, you talked about testing already, testing for uh, COVID. Uh, Testing plans have to be, and federal agencies have to submit a testing plan to the Office of Personnel Management, OPM, by February 15th, that's just a few days from today. When will IRS share that plan with NTEU? Um, I'm figuring it'll be on the 32nd day of the 13th month. Um, I would anticipate that shortly after it is turned into OPM, 
uh, that the IRS will share it with NTU will not implement on that February 15th date. Uh, that has to be into OPM, but they're not going to be ready to implement. Um, I would hope shortly after that they would share that with national NTU so we could sit there and take a look. And what we do oftentimes um, is try and point out if we see areas of concern or things that we think may be a problem in administering or doing a certain uh, thing, to point that out to IRS management and saying, we understand why you're trying to get to where you're going, but this or this or this could be an impediment or a serious problem to that. You may want to consider doing it this way. The vast majority of the time, the IRS management just turns their head down and bulls forward without our advice, but we always want to try and give it before we have to go formal because we want to try and do things the best way as soon as possible. Um, so once once this is given to National NTU, I am sure we're going to request a briefing on this. And my anticipation is that we will want to negotiate over the impact and implementation of this testing, how, how it's going to be done, who's going to be doing the testing, who's getting tested, how often they're going to be tested, what happens in the meantime while they're waiting for a test to come back. There are so many different variables in play. It's just going to depend on what the actual plan is as to what the answers will be to those questions. So will the agency likely share that plan they send to OPM with us before or after it's sent in on the 15th being the deadline? I would guess either shortly before or shortly after and most likely shortly after. Okay, let's talk about budgets. Uh, we are still under a continuing resolution. Just imagine if you were running a business and months and months into your business year, you still don't know what your budget is. Well, that's what federal agencies are facing, including IRS. We have to run this massive agency uh, on last year's budget, not knowing what our current year budget will be until we're well you know, months into it. But that's what's happening with the Congress. Uh, we are now funded through March 11th. Uh, we are hearing from the people who are leaders in Congress that a deal appears to be in reach. I'm going to use the air quotes this time. And we've heard this before. We hope that is the case. Uh, we hope IRS is funded as the Biden administration has proposed. So there's not a lot we know other than the talks continue and we do know that IRS is partnering with a number, not IRS, but NTU is, is partnering with, <laughs> not, I don't know what IRS is or not. NTU is par <laughs> partnering with a number of people on the Hill, elected officials in the Senate and the House, trying to lobby for a decent budget for the IRS. A lot of the problems we're seeing at IRS go back 15, 20 years. I mean, this backlog didn't happen because we had a problem yesterday or even two years ago with the pandemic. It goes back 15 to 20 years that this agency has been underfunded time and time again. So we have a CR through March 11th. What are you hearing about the prospects for our budget and just a government budget? Well, I didn't know the CR had been passed through March 11th. I knew it had been discussed and passed the House. I didn't know it had passed the Senate yet and been signed by the president, but I would anticipate if it hasn't that happening shortly. Um, I think it's going through. It's still we're still having the February. On. What we're hearing is that and I always love these phrases. They're cautiously optimistic that they're going to be able to come up with a plan 
before that March 11th date, that will take care of all the outstanding appropriations bills that need to be fund the government for the rest of the fiscal year, which is the end of September. Um, and you're he- when you're hearing that from um, top Republican and Democratic uh, appropriations members, the people who are actually the heads of the teams that are deciding how much, who gets what budget, things of that nature. Um, that's always a good sign that they're in agreement, they're talking, things of that nature. But you are so right that we need to increase the funding for the IRS. I was on a, a call and uh, an executive mentioned, you know, that, uh, you know, that they had had some hiring and all that. And I'm like, well, you know, if we have the hiring surge, and he said, well, we've already had the hiring surge. You know, and we hired all these people and did this and did that. And I'm like, yeah, and that didn't even come close to backfilling what we've lost in the last year. Um, And the executive agreed with me. So, I mean, we're still losing ground. So, you know, we always talk about the deficit and, you know, we're losing money and things of that nature. Well, if they want to do this, if they want to get this taken care of, they need to properly fund the agency that brings in anywhere from 92 to 95 percent, depending upon which study you read, of the funds of the United States. And that would be the Internal Revenue Service. If they you don't cut your sales staff if you're wanting to bring in more money, if you're a private business, you don't cut the staff of the IRS, you know, as a political, you know, ploy, so to speak, because it's popular to beat on us because it's going to be counterproductive in the end. And that's exactly what it's shown. We can do a lot of good if we get proper budgets. And that's something that both the NTU national and IRS and, you know, as many members as you can, as I always encourage members to talk to your members of Congress, email them. Uh, It can be done through the www.ntu.org website on your own time and on your own equipment can be done on your cell phone within two minutes to just, you know, do a form letter, send it up, let your representative know we need to be properly funded. It's that easy. And it's something that should be done so we can get the work done that we need to do without killing ourselves. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. We have all these members of Congress who seem to always want laws enforced. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. They seem to want every law enforced except the tax laws, and I've always found that a little strange. But okay, that's just and that's being... exactly correct. Um, one last quick hit here: uh, most all employees should have their W twos by now. If not, they are on online. How would one find them? Yeah, there's the employee personnel page that's accessible off of the IRS home uh, web page that has all of that information. That's where you get your leave and earning statements, uh, things of that nature. And the W-2s are on there. So if you don't have your paper copy of your W-2, you can get that information very quickly off of uh, the employee personnel page, GPP, on the uh, IRS home webpage to be able to go ahead and get your taxes filed. And again, if you go through the ntu.org website, uh, if you're making, if your family makes less than $73,000 a year, then you can get it a free file with no, nothing, no cost to file electronically for state or for federal. You know, IRS didn't have a limit last year. The IRS put a limit on those types of things, not just this program that NTU's partnered with, but all free file programs. Um, 
this year. So we, we wish there was a higher income limit, but unfortunately there's not. But that's an easy way to get your W-2s and then go ahead and get your taxes filed. We are running out of time, Duncan. Final comment. I just want to um, wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day that's coming up. I hope everybody has a good weekend and take some time for yourself. You know, care for others, take some time for yourself. Don't, this is work. This is your job. This is not your life. Don't let this become your life. Go with outside interests, do things with your friends, your family, things of that nature, so that you, you can take that mental break and recharge your battery because you need that because this is an extremely tough job. Every employee that watches this does a hell of a job. They're working hard. They're busting their butts. But don't let this become your life. Make sure that you have an actual life outside of it. This is work. This is not life. Now, Duncan, you realize you're going to start getting phone calls and emails from people wanting to know all about that Valentine's Day joke you didn't tell. So just warning you on that one. Um <laughs> The uh, one thing I want to mention is the fact we've talked about this uh, in a uh, podcast recently that the COVID leave that Congress had passed uh, a while back has uh, expired a long time ago. And NTU is pushing members of Congress to reinstate that. You don't want to give people an incentive to come to work, especially with a return to office possibly looming. You don't want people showing up in the office who are possibly – uh, testing positive for COVID or may have it, just don't test because they don't want to use their own leave. So uh, there are some people in Congress and NTU who are working on this, but as it stands now, uh, there is no special COVID leave. Sadly, there was for a time and that expired some time ago. So just wanted to let you know, NTU is working on this. And if you want to contact your member of Congress, uh, it is in your interest. And I would argue the management's interest not to encourage people to come to work if they might have COVID. So, that's my uh, little comment for this podcast, and we will start uh, to uh, conclude the podcast. Duncan Giles, thank you for joining us as always. We thank you for watching and listening to this podcast. We've been around for well over a year. We've been uh, on video for several months. If you want to find our video versions, which are available uh, for the past several months, they are available on YouTube. Just search Duncan Giles and find our Duncan Giles there. There are several of them, and you'll see all of our podcasts on his video feed on YouTube. And you can subscribe to our videos on that YouTube channel if you choose to do so. And you can find our audio versions of the podcast on just about any podcast platform you find. All you have to do is just search under podcasts by Larry Lannon, L-A-N-N-A-N. You'll find all the podcasts I produce. I produce a number of them. And on that listing, you'll find the Chapter 49 podcast. So thank you again for watching and listening. We wish you well. Please be safe and be kind. Be kind.